Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. Today I want you to read Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5. God is rich in mercy and great in love. The description of our depravity and potential wickedness outside of Christ is alarming. But just to realize how low a depraved heart will travel without Christ is scary. By itself, being a child of wrath and disobedience is hopeless. Two wonderful words in our text today, but God. It renews all hope. But God, without God, we would remain dead in our sins. Without God, we would remain unforgiven. Without God, we would continue to live in disobedience, recipients of his wrath. What did we do to be recipients of God's grace? Nothing. What did we do to receive God's forgiveness? Nothing. What could we have done to receive eternal life? Nothing. Mercy and grace and love are best friends. You don't normally see one without the others close by. They work together, all for one and one for all. Sound familiar? Mercy, simply defined, God keeps from us what we truly deserve. Grace, simply defined, God offers to us what we do not deserve. Love, simply defined, God sacrificially gives everything to those who can offer nothing in return. For thou, our Lord, art good and ready to forgive. Plenty of mercy unto them that call upon you. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according unto the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and plenteous in mercy and truth. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. This is from Psalm 86, 51, again 86 and Psalm 103. The Lord is always ready to forgive us if we are willing to fear him. The Lord has plenty of mercy to offer if we just call on him and ask. Our compassionate, gracious, forgiving God is willing and patiently waiting. God doesn't just love us. He so loves us. God's love is never a mediocre or an apathetic love and can only be described by the word great. Because God loves us so much, he keeps from us the penalty of sin and gives us the hope of total forgiveness and eternal life. For God so loved the world, he gave us his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God, but God commends his love towards us and that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. After that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Paul already mentioned in Ephesians 2.1 that we were quickened or made alive. Now he emphasizes how we were brought from spiritual death to eternal life together with Christ. I love the way commentator Hendrickson explains this. When the father made his son alive by causing the latter's soul to return from paradise in order to re-inhabit the body which he had left, he, in this very act, furnished proof that the substitutionary atonement had been accepted and that according the sentence of death, which otherwise would have doomed believers, had been lifted and their sins forgiven. This is from the New Testament uh, commentary by William Hendrickson. The words, but God, without God, we would remain dead in our sins. Without God, we would remain unforgiven. Without God, we would continue to live in disobedience, recipients of his wrath. What did we do to, re, to, to receive God's grace? Nothing. What did we do to receive God's forgiveness? Nothing. God is so good to us. Hey, our time's up, but 
you want to stop by ranhumble.com and check out information on the Wilds Christian Camp or the Wilds New England, or we have some books and some Bible helps to help you grow in your Christian life. Uh, but today, I really do hope that you have a good day.